There's a headless horseman. Internet and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative the Title Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. There's a conspiracy here, and I will seek it out. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone who isn't pinioned by a chain of reasoning. It's Mark. Hello. Christopher Hi, Christopher. Voice, starting early. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we're in pick two of three of our October picks, leading up to Halloween. And uh, we're going with the Jake pick this week, if I'm not mistaken, which is, what, Sleepy Hollow from 1999. 99. Yeah, and we'll dive all the way into that real soon, and uh, fair warning on that. When we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Um, so you've been warned about that. But yeah. first, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got to do the getting drunk parts on that score. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. What's up? What are your beers for these fears? I am drinking Wild Horse Amber Ale by Great Basin Brewing. There are horses in this movie. so It makes sense. One yep. of them is particularly wild. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's dead. He's a <laughs> hell of a wild thing to be. There we go. That I mean... Yeah, it's straightforward, but it works. Mm-hmm. Jake, what's wrong with being straightforward? What are your beers for these fears? Uh, well, I did. I do have a pumpkin beer this week, Jack. I was actually gross. This well, this would be the perfect episode to pull back in the uh, pumpkin head by Shipyard, which is up in Maine. Can't really get that out here though, so rue the day. Anyway, I have an Elysian beer. This is called Dark Knife. It's a pumpkin Schwarz beer. I think Schwarz. that there are a couple things going on here. Schwarz beers are. The smoked style of beer, right? Okay. The sword that the Headless Horseman uses in this movie is as if it were hot. It cauterizes the wound. <laughs> it might be smoking. It's the devil's flame. And there are a lot of pumpkins. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Perfect. Wow. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I'm really disappointed that I can't do better than either of those two those things. Those are both pretty good picks. I've got two things uh, I'm consuming and bibing uh, this week. Number one, it is Sunday morning as we record this. So, uh, Jake, I whipped us up a couple of Bloody Marys yeah. here. It's tasty. Um, how'd I do? Yeah, I yeah did, uh, it's, it's, there's it's a, a lot of horseradish in here. I like a lot of horseradish. I, I do too. It's good. Yeah. This movie yeah. is so, not about Bloody Mary, Queen of Scots, though. So it's not about Bloody no. Mary, but blood. it is, is filmed there near named Scotland, Mary? and also a character named Mary. Is anyone and named Mary? Probably. I don't think so. You're not gonna like my second choice then. And then also, there's a lot of blood. So that's whatever. Yeah. Second, I got a Lucille IPA from Georgetown Brewing in Seattle, Washington. Because I'm pretty sure there's a character named Lucille in this. Lucille would be the name of one of these depressing fucks. And also the Lucille Bluth character from Arrested Development kind of speaks with this old-timey, quasi-British, upstate New York, I'm rich accent. There is no character named Lucille. There's no uh, character named Mary, nor is there a Lucille. Mark, mm-hmm. there's no named character named Brom Bones either, but he's the fuck in it. So you want to tell me there's definitely no Lucille? Because I'll pick an extra and name him Lucille. Uh, yeah, I will definitively tell you that. Just guess it was Johnny, uh, it was Ichabod's mom. Ichabod's mom. Lady, Lucille Bod. Lady, Lady oh, wait, Crane. Lady Crane. His Mary, Bod. Mary <laughs> Lucille, Lucille Crane. <laughs> Mary Lucille Crane. Mary Lucille Crane. Perfect. She got pretty she And his dad's name was Miles. Look how perfect my fucking selections were. That was terrible. Perfect. Really bad. <laughs> really bad. But really bad. drinking beers and Bloody Marys isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And full disclosure, it has not been a full week since we recorded last. 
We have to go fast. It's October. It's busy. You guys heard a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So uh, we've had some other stuff. Maybe it's been rocking our horror worlds. Mark, have you had time to watch anything in the few days? I have, as a matter of fact. Uh, I have two pieces of episodic content coming at you this week. First of which is Haunting of Hill House, which is a Netflix thing. So this is a 10-part, I think, series that uh, dropped toward the beginning of October. We're on episode three. Like you said, we haven't had that much time. So, uh, you know, we're only three episodes in. But, man, yeah. is this good. This is so much better than Malevolent. Holy shit. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm for shocked. the things that you're going to compare, because they're both Netflix and they have similar timbre to them. They're both kind of haunted house movies or whatever. This is the better Jeffrey one. Jeffrey Tambor? What was that? Jeffrey Tambor? I'm just nailing the connections all over the place here. Uh, he has nothing to do with it. This is just a bad road. <laughs> I don't want to go down it. Are we just okay. naming characters from Arrested Development? Yes. Oh. Not even characters, frankly. Oh. <laughs> just people. Por- Portia de Rossi. Yeah. See, Mark? Now you get it. Okay. These are funny Fuck. jokes. Uh, this is a Mike Flanagan show. This is continues to be a very good investment for Netflix. He can really tell a story. I like the way he does things. Have you guys started watching this yet? Because I recommend not you yet. do. Nope. No, I've wanted to. Okay, so I'm guy who's on the record for saying that it's a lot harder for me to stick with shows. Yeah, it's also a lot harder for me to get to like take the leap into a show because I know that there are at least ten hours of content waiting for me. Yeah. Okay. And when I start it, I want to see it through because I'm pretty sure it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. I just haven't been able to pull that trigger yet. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I just haven't been able to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just I, haven't I'm had the time yet. Yeah. yeah, this is the month to do it, and it's nearing the end of the month, which Jesus is sad. Christ. But you know, you know, this one isn't. It is. It's obviously spooky, but it's not like. I don't know if this is required October content. This could just that's be good. generic fall content. So if you want to get to okay. it in November, okay. that's perfectly all right. Cool. That's uh, good to hear, Mark. This is definitely up there uh, as far as my favorite horror series is. This well, one is shit. very okay, serious. Okay, that's high praise. Though. Well, what's so better, the other ones this I, or the Scream series? Yeah, well, the other ones I tend to like are a little bit more tongue-in-cheek, kind of humory, not as serious as this one. This one is just straight-up serious. <laughs> this is serious? Yeah. So super I mean, serious. it looks serious. It, it does looks like look it might serious. have yeah. its moments that yeah, aren't, yeah. but I guess it does look serious. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Fl- Netflix in Flanagan, they trust. And, I mean, for and the most they part. Should. I haven't seen any of his shit that I really dislike. Like, some stuff works better for me than others, obviously, My, but... I would actually sure. love for you guys sure. to watch Before I Wake and see if that is a something that you a would be like, willing to call good. Yeah. All right. That'd be that'd be a good litmus test. Fair uh, enough. What what else you got? Yeah, Mark? the other thing I've been paying attention to recently is Halloween Unmasked, which is a podcast hosted by Amy Nicholson on the Ringer Podcast Network. This is okay. that docu series, I guess, of sorts that they're doing just deep diving into Halloween, the movie. Okay. Um, cool. The series or the original movie? The original movie. Okay. So she interviews John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis and kind of all these other people that are associated with writing the movie and producing it and all this other stuff. It just provides a really great kind of backdrop on, obviously, the the way they made that movie and such a shoestring budget and, like, the crazy shit that went into everything, like, starting the process uh, yeah. is is really well kind of fabled and documented, and there's a bunch of like books about it all over the world. But she gets a, she does a really good job of kind of getting it all into one shoot that is easy to digest, and like they're about half hour long episodes. I think we're like <laughs> six episodes in right now, as of the time of this recording. I think okay. we're going to do uh, like Mark, ten. Have you listened to the podcast Inside Jaws on the Wondery Podcast Network? No, I have not. 
Okay, I would, I'd be wondering to see how it compares. I wonder to see how it compares to that. Um, I mean, that's this is kind of a popular thing, right? Taking a deep dive on something specific like that—that's kind of caked in legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's probably similar. I, I would bet that very much. To be to be how, frank, like like is it very produced or is it more uh, natural, like more Radio Lab or not? Uh, is Radio Lab on the more produced side? Yes, <laughs> that was going to be my question. <laughs> Radio Lab is about as trying to convey what side of the continuum. It's, Radio it, Lab is as produced as a show. Yeah, but be. it has it it it. it okay, like yes. they have the elements of like sound checks and stuff that they leave in there, but it's very. But it's produced. like they do it because they want it to right. seem natural. It's right, the they don't do it like when feel. I forget to edit out something yeah. we do. Uh, I would which say I do to be more like Radio Lab. This is, I mean, there's obviously like a standard that is associated with the Ringer Podcast Network. It's obviously like listenable, and they obviously they do sound checks and they cut in important bits of dialogue from the movies and stuff and they have a theme song but i wouldn't say there's like <laughs> musical backdrop to the audio that oh they don't have a danny elfman score <laughs> no they don't have a danny elfman darn score. um oh what a, what a shame <laughs> no I, at times they might intersplice the halloween theme song but other than that not really so lower production value than radio lab but still pretty high okay that makes sense yeah uh, go find that one. It's on all of the all of the podcasting apps. Listen okay, to ours like first, and then go listen to them. <laughs> yes, listen of to course. our hundred plus episodes. All of nah, them. not all. <laughs> There's some clunkers in there. You can skip the like first ten. Twenty. Start yeah. at twenty. Yeah, something. All right. Well, that's some pretty good stuff. My thing. I only have one. It's also episodic in nature. It's another Netflix. I think it might be a Netflix original show. Um, I'm curious to hear if you guys have ever heard of this show, because our friend of the show, Janae, just messaged me about it out of the blue. I'd never heard of it before. Uh, right up my fucking alley. It's called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. Oh. Is this like the baker? Or no, she has like weird things in her house, and doesn't she make food? Too? She's a baker. Okay, she is a baker. She's a baker. It's like a cooking show, right? Mark, are you, are you familiar with this at all? I've seen the little thumbnail thing on Netflix. It's like a it's, bunch of pumpkins I watched the trailer. smiling at me. I cannot I'm, figure out what the fuck this show is or who it's for or what besides me. I like it. Oh, it's for you. Um, it's all so, for you, so it's, uh, it's It's like, <laughs> it's it's half, she's got a house full of like Muppet-esque puppets, right? There's like a weird Siamese cat and some other generic monsters that are like wisecracking, sure. quippy puppets in yeah. her house. And then that's interspersed with her making like super fancy horror-themed bakery things, really decorated, Ace of Cakes style. Jack, your description Weird. brings up a very good question. Yes, sir. Is Muppet a subgenre of puppet? Yes. All Muppets yeah. are puppets, but not all puppets are Muppets. Yeah, it's a necessary but sufficient situation, Mark. Classic necessary but sufficient situation. Okay. Actually, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it, it when we accidentally is. get something um, right. Yeah. And I don't know. Like At first, I kind of thought it was a kid's show. It doesn't seem like it's a kid's show. She's. It, they, it's also filmed, and she's dressed up like a pinup girl. Uh, yes. which is strange. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like it's, that weird 50, 40, I don't know. Whatever's, yeah. Whatever. It's arousing, and I don't think it's just the puppets. Oh, it's arousing. Yeah, I don't think it's just the puppets doing it either. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to move right twist. past it. Uh, anyway, right so I watched it. a couple episodes of this. It's, uh, I mean, look, I can't watch it to figure out if you can tell me what the hell it's for other than, like, me. Is this a show yes. where there's an... I'm, this is going to be a long <laughs> okay, question, sorry. okay? So you're going to have to buckle up. Multiple parts. Is this a show where there is an actor who is pretending to be a cooking show person, or is this a cooking show person where there's a really weird show around it? She's a legitimate cooking show person. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
She's, I think I'm actually way more okay with that than if it were a show pretending to be a cooking show person. Yeah, it is a real cooking show. Like, she's telling you how to do things and giving you instructions on this fancy baking. Give me what she made. What are some stuff? What are the like, she, she did, like, a, a haunted mansion cake, right? There's obviously jack-o'-lantern-themed things. It's, it's like the, the really fancy decorated cakes that look a lot like stuff. So she's just decorating things. She, no, she's making the cakes. She's not like making weird foods. She's no, making foods cakes. that look fancy. They're baked. They're all baked goods. Is she it's an a lot ace of, baked of cakes? Goods. I think she could win the ace. Of, uh, that's not a competition show, is it? I, I think don't know. It is. I don't know. No, I think that one's just about a jerk. Oh, okay. Like cupcake wars or whatever. Is, Jesus Christ! Is she the ace of base? <laughs> she. You know what? She kind of looks like the ace of base girl. Okay. Cool. Well, I think we got to the bottom of that nut. Yep, we figured th- it. we figured that nuts <laughs> bottom out. We cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jake, yeah, buddy, what's been rocking your horse a uh, number of days? I've had one thing that's rocked my horse. I sort of, it sort of rocked my horse. <laughs> uh, this was like a two-hour thing, though. There's a new thing on Netflix. Yeah, we'll be talking about this movie in a minute, Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's a there's a new thing on Netflix. They gobbled it right up. It's called the uh, the new Jeremy Saulnier film, Hold the Dark. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm very curious I threw about that, this. I threw that bastard on. That's all. That is every bit of two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, I, this is this follows a lot of the exact same beats that your Jeremy Saulnier films. Well. I'm starting to see, I need to go back and watch Blue Ruin. I've seen the rest now. Okay. Really, these movies are about people being like very visceral, animalistic base uh, towards one another. It's about your animalistic instincts, really. And this takes it to the quite literal. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything here. Is it here. supernatural? Can, do you want to get into any of, of the that? Movie, conceit of the movie is that there is a family, there's a village up in Alaska, and they've had kids that are being taken by a pack of wolves. Okay. Ostensibly. Uh, there's a wife. Her it's son a very common problem missing. up in Alaska. Very common problem. <laughs> a wife, her son goes missing. Her husband's in the war. What do you do? So she just sends a letter to an author who wrote a book about it, how it, he hunts wolves. Okay, so far it sounds like you're just describing the plots of various Liam Neeson movies. It's kind. It's it's vaguely Liam Neeson. Anyway, <laughs> this this author shows it's up in Alaska too. to try to help out and uh, hunt these wolves to try to, you know, I don't know, wreck... Uh, Make her happy. I, I, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> husband gets hurt in the war, comes back, and a whole thing unfolds. Well, now you're just describing Legends of the Fall. It's basically that. Okay, it's Legends it's of the Fall meets Legends the of the Fall. This is, so, what this actually is, is not really a horror movie at all. Okay. Uh, it, tangential enough. You sure. know what I, You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, it, it, it's a Jeremy Saulnier film. If you liked Green Room... I didn't like this nearly as much, but it's a really good movie. I can totally see there is the same sort of depth to everything that's going on and being said. It's equitable enough. I, it, it's just like it's a really well-made movie, but it did not capture me enough. And it's long. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's it's beautiful. Well, that's interesting. It is beautiful. Yeah, okay. Uh, really cool setting for it. That's for sure. But I, I don't know. I would recommend this if you liked other Saulnier films, but I don't know if I would say that you really need to dive in because it's not its not really a horror movie. There are There is a lot of gunfire in this movie. Well, I like that. There are m- many scenes. I, there are parts where it's basically just a procedural and or a war movie happening at once. <laughs> How many wow, knives? So, are there good knives? Yeah. Jack likes knives. There is one knife scene in particular. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, yeah. that's interesting. Yep. It's visceral. This movie sounds well, tailor-made for Jack. 
I mean, no, it doesn't. It's above 90 minutes. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big problem. <laughs> Just watch it at like one and a half. I think it's speed. above 120 minutes. So. Jesus. Yeah. 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 All right. It's well, long. I don't it's know. a tight I 125. It. I wanted to see it, and I did. Yay. <laughs> How's that for a recommendation? <laughs> Feels like it's about time to go to the feature presentation is how it is. Whatever. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 1999's Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Is it The Legend of Sleepy Hollow or just Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Now you got me all nervous about it's it. It's Sleepy Hollow. It's just Sleepy Fuck. Hollow. It's just Sleepy Hollow. The Sleepy Hollow. We watched 1999's The Sleepy Hollow. Yep, you got it. Comma, Legend of. Fifth time's a charm. Yep. Nailed it. Uh, this was a Jake pick. Jake, this was your October pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just want to get right into the 30-second plot synopsis? Oh, I don't have to talk about why I was a... October pick? I mean... That's nice. We all kind of know, right? I, I picked the cartoon one for my October pick last year. My October pick last year was at least in part the Bing Crosby Legend of Sleepy Hollow animated, too. No, or no we, that we, was my we, pick. That was my pick along no, with some pick, Donald Duck cartoons. I think I made you pick that because you picked, like, just Disney things. No, I picked, the, I picked that, and then you made me pick more because that one's too short for a full film. I don't know if there's any way we could prove this. It, it was, you know what? It was a team effort. Well, it had to be picked this year because the other one was. That's what we're going to get down to. Okay. So okay. Do, you just have like, do you just have like some weird fetish with Sleepy Hollow and Headless Horseman? Is that what this was? That what I'm picking up here, Jake? I mean, again, I picked the one last year. Just, just Jake just thinks he did. I probably would have if you hadn't. It okay. might have been that situation. Okay. I love the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, man. It's okay. great. It's a good story. Yeah, a really cool story. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and I mean, at least for me, the, the animated one was such an iconic part of Halloween in my childhood. Like, me too. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I, this movie is something I wanted to watch again because I hadn't seen it in a really long time. Got so a I confession to, to make here, buddy. Talk about it. What? Never seen it before. Okay. First uh, view. Well, I mean, I don't, whatever. Sleepy Hollow. I'm not going to be like, how dare you? <laughs> uh, that's actually really good that you're not mad at him because this is also my first viewing. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's my second viewing and I saw it a long time ago, so that can tell you something about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're going to get into all that business yep. here in just a minute. But, Jake, I alluded to it a minute ago. Yeah. This is your pick. You're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. It's the end of the 1700s. Ichabod Crane is not a school teacher. He is a fucking detective. He lives in New York City, and he gets called into Sleepy Hollow, which is like 40 miles north up the Hudson, to check out some people that are getting their heads lopped off. He gets there. A whole conspiracy theory unfolds. Decidedly headless horseman supernatural type stuff, but there's also a woman who is controlling it so she can lay waste to everyone's families and reap all the rewards financially. He ends up sending her down to hell with the headless horseman, and it ends. Time. Anything else? Also, also, I'm gonna no, add. I'm gonna no, add. No postscript. Expired. No, no, no postscript. This is not part of the plot. You, you were silent for literal yeah. seconds. Well, I couldn't think of anything else that was plot related, so I'm just gonna add a postscript here okay. that this is a Tim Burton movie, and he chose to show about as much of his wife at the time's cleavage as he possibly could. Yeah, he really got in there. He really got in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gr- I, I'm not complaining. We're gonna get to the segment really in a in moment. <laughs> okay. Is there a subgenre that's just called cleavage? I'll add it. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks. We got. I think that's a sub sub genre, but I'm not sure what the what it would you so, know dotted line to. Jake, you got? saw this once before. You said yeah in theaters, kind of a thing. Fuck it was rated no. R. No, we were I saw this time. in like high school. I saw okay. like I don't know. Okay, high school. Weird. This was back when you would go to the video store and you'd pick out movies based on the cover art. 
You go to you go to Blockbuster. I do. So I do distinctly remember when this did come out, and this was that was firmly in the era of going to the video store. Yeah, when that movie came out. So when it was yeah. actually making its VHS release debut or whatever, in you know two thousand late night, it had to be two thousand at that time. But anyway, the poster for this movie and the tagline "Heads Will Roll" were like burned into my skull. There was quite a bit of marketing surrounding yeah. this guy. Yeah, there was. I, I remember it coming out. Um. Well, I mean, it has do Johnny you? Depp in I, it, right? Like, I do. Anything has a lot more than that, Johnny Depp. Look, here's what I remember about it when it came out. I was excited for it to come out. I asked my dad if he'd take me to it, and he said, "Remember that Batman movie? It's like that." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> I was ten years old. That's a good point. That movie did suck. <laughs> and this is look, we're gonna get into it, but this is pretty much just like Batman, but in old timey New York. Are you talking about the Clooney Batman? I'm talking about both Tim Burton Batman. Batsmen. Okay, we can we can talk about that. I think this is way better than those. I don't. Okay. I mean, um, it's true. To, I mean, Tim Burton has a style, though. And, and this all, is the and full he Tim Burton crew, right? Of, differ, of deviating from that style. And that's, and that's fine. And this is the full crew. Tim Burton, Johnny Depp, and Danny Elfman. He's got the whole crew back together. The whole Batman crew. He had the same uh, director the of cinematography. Batman. Question. Okay. What in the fuck subgenres of horror <laughs> does this fit into other than sub subgenre cleavage? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is went. cleavage a subgenre sub subgenre of? Supernatural. Okay. <laughs> supernatural, <laughs> comma, cleavage. Well, I'll take just the subgenre then. Supernatural. Yay. It's a supernatural. We movie. did it. We did it. Well period. It is a I mean, it's a period doing, piece. Let's keep doing it. Yeah, Confusingly. Historicals on there? Yeah. Definitely. I don't think Ichabod Crane knows what a millennium is, but it is a period piece. Non-fiction. Um, do you think he knows what the will any? This is? story actually happened. <laughs> um, uh, cult. We have, we have both conspiracy and murder mystery on here. It is those. Yeah, things. It's, it's those. It's both of those. It's those. Mark. Yep. Mark. It is those. Not mm-hmm. a whole lot else. There's zombie. a lot of trees. There's a zombie Hessian. Sure, Hessian zombie. Zombie, <laughs> comma. Hessian. They come to us, comma Hessian. <laughs> I mean, he goes for people's brains, right? You know what I'm saying? He certainly he just likes does. The whole package. All right, we've devolved here. He what loves does the this movie do right? Style. Yeah, it just exudes Tim Burton style, which not everyone's going to be Tim Burton style, a fan of Tim Burton's style. I'm, but I think it fits really well here. It I'm does, and it's, it's an anti-Tim Burton style. Okay, so I'm interested to hear what you have to say about the style because this is. All of it, right? He just goes, and I think it fits this really well. I do, too. It's slightly modified. It's a little bit less of his whimsical thing, a little bit yeah. more in the smoky steampunk thing. And I still think that's okay, because oh, that yeah. helps a little bit with the grit that you would want here. So, that I I was going to bring this up what it does middle, but his style here is a confusing aspect of kind of dark and gritty, but then also, like, whimsical and Tim Burton. Yeah. You're never going to get fully things don't away mesh from together. That. You're never going to get fully away I know, from but that. the things don't mesh together well But I well still here. think it, di- it still does a good job of setting the mood. Whatever that mood is, it is a bit whimsical, but it's got that dark, eerie, slightly innocent tinge to it yeah that is a hallmark of tim burton i think it fits that halloweeny legend of sleepy hollow story really well the I'm fact inclined, that the story is totally to different is a whole different thing <laughs> we'll get into that we'll get into that mark I'm, yeah you, thoughts on style mark no i actually i mean this is a great example of tim burton style but like jake is saying it actually does fit here this is an american fairy tale essentially although it does date back all the way to fucking like the 1500s or something like that yeah but uh i 
yeah, if really? you're going to implement the, well, the, the Tim story, Burton paintbrush, this her. is the place to do it. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. And, and actually, I think, I think that extends to Johnny Depp's performance as well. I'm not a fan of Johnny Depp in any way, shape, or form, but Agreed. I actually was fine with him here because he didn't really do the Johnny Depp things. He just did. I mean, he's always kind of weird, but. I'm a fan of Johnny Depp in one of his performances. I'm a tremendous fan. After he and Amber Heard got in trouble for bringing dogs into Australia, they had to release a public service announcement of, like, why Australia is terrific. And he's just staring at the camera deadpan like, Australia's people are terrific, wonderful, and lively, and their ecosystem is just as diverse. And it's that's the performance. That's I love it. That's my favorite performance, performance. maybe by any actor ever. I'll uh, I'll reach out to the government of Australia and see if they'll allow us to splice that into this podcast just for flavor. And Australians are just as unique, both warm and direct. When you disrespect Australian law, they will tell you firmly. Declare everything when you enter Australia. Thanks. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. Yeah. Uh, the the the, the uh, what deputy uh, prime ministers at the time was Bartleby Jones. Bartleby Joyce, I think, was the man. No, 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 no. Bartleby Joyce was a character in this movie. <laughs> yes, you're mixing it up. You're thinking of Lucille Joyce, Mark. Yeah, sorry. You're thinking of James. Classic mix-up. But look, and the style is consistent throughout. It's yeah, it's great. It, it's from every aspect of it, right? New York as a as a city. Then when he goes to the country, the the tree. I think the Tree of Souls or whatever the fuck it's called. Tree yeah, the, the, the gateway. Know. Tree of the Dead. Whatever. Yeah, tree, whatever it is, looks great. The every, windmill everything. looks great. I know you have a thing about windmills. Windmill looks great though. They murdered my whole family, Jake. Well, this also one what the a... fuck was the point of the windmill? No they point. Just, they so just they could blow it up. What are you asking There's what no the point, point is? The point was so they could have a set piece where they blow up a windmill. <laughs> are you that's a lot of serious? this movie. I think that's you're a lot of this me. movie. No, that's a... Well, I think we're making each other's points because that is something <laughs> the movie does right is they blow up a fucking windmill for no reason and I love it. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Again, it doesn't fit with like the, the rest of the tone. I don't though. care. You have to find joy in some I, things. I grant you that I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Well, then you got to fit it in what the movie does right, Jack. It blows up a windmill. Ugh. Apropos of nothing. Jesus. Okay. Um, look, I'll pot um, I'll kind of along with the style. A lot of the style is the sets and effects are, are required in the style, and they all look very good. Like the smoke always, or the, the mist kind of always, it never looks egregiously unnatural yeah. to me. Like it's definitely uh, fairy tale looking, uh, but it never I, looks yeah. egregious. It extends, there is an attention to detail here. The detail is. In that style that yeah. you may or may not like, but the sets were good, the costuming was Costumes, largely good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All of that is there. Yep. There is value here, production value. And yeah. Apparently There's they other did value too. Apparently they did build the entire town, which is, you know, you always gotta give props yeah. for that. For sure. <laughs> yeah, and I read that they built the entire town because uh Tim Burton liked that Hammer films were all on sound stages and that made that's what he thought was scary about Hammer films was that they were all built filmed on sound stages. Tim Burton is a fucking lunatic. <laughs> I wonder how that conversation went over it's so with Christopher Lee. Weird. Talk to me about sound stages. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Why is Christopher Lee in this movie? What a weird role for we're, Christopher oh, Lee. Oh, we're going to get to a lot of different things about characters. <laughs> There's okay. so much baffling going on. Christopher Lee movie. is in this movie because it's Christopher fucking Lee. Well, and then right. to Jack's point, Tim Burton loves Hammer films. He does. Okay, That's fair. That's a good point. Why not it? put Christopher Lee in your movie? Boom. Yeah, fair. Um, <laughs> oh, Mark, I listener. think you've just given us a thumbs up sign in the Skype chat. It was very disoriented. I did. I did do that. The Quite. screen turned blue and gave me a thumbs up, and I was really confused. Quite disorientating, listener. <laughs> I was thumbsing up in uh, Christopher what, Lee. Okay, 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 okay. What else does the movie do, right? 
Christopher Walken is in it. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, you, the cat's out of the bag here. I think that we're gonna. A lot of the things this movie does right, <laughs> we're probably going to have to also just sort of mush the what the movie does middle into the same segment. Yeah. Are we safe in saying yeah, I that? Think, I think we're kind of in a transitory period uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Yep. That's cool. So, yeah, Christopher Walken's in this movie. He looks really fucking cool. And his he hair does is, almost nothing. <laughs> his hair is physics-defying. It's so all, crazy. All, everything and about him. He looks like, uh, what, Dr. Great. Beekman. He, he, a bit. he looks like something. He has fangs. Even though he's just a German soldier? Yep. But he's evil. He has cat snake is eyes. Is he evil or is he just a really good soldier? He's no, going I'm, for I'm, gasps. I'm, Look, boys, he's going for gasps. I'm, he got him. I'm pretty sure that he was painted as being evil the whole time, Mark. He was a hellacious... Because he didn't come in for the money, man. He was a mercenary, but he was there for the carnage. The joy of killing. Yeah, he's a devil. But he's really spawn. only doing... The, he's only spawning from hell because the, the lady sold her soul to Satan and stole his skull. How's that for a yes. sentence? Uh, yeah. That's fine. But that's why he's only there as the Headless Horseman, not why he was only there as Christopher Walken. Okay. Well, I mean, if Christopher Walken, the man, had showed up in this movie, it would have just been, <laughs> hey, there's a Headless Horseman. That was a terrible okay. Walken. Well, <laughs> Mark, you want to help me out with a better Walken here? I need help. Hello. This is the Headless you, Horseman. You always say hello. <laughs> I know. Everything starts. Think about how hello. the church scene would have been if it had been Christopher Walken it's character one of the guys approaching the church. He would have had a whole conversation. It would have well, been amazing. Not not even that. What if what if one of the guys inside the church was just Christopher Walken? So there was coming Chris, in. There was Christopher Walken and there was Headless Horseman played by Christopher right, Walken. Right, both were there. This guy he's coming in. He's no. outside and he's throwing spears at us. It's very scary. Okay, guys, I got to tell you something. We're, we we agreed to mush the what it does right and what it does middle together, but we can't create things that don't exist that we would have enjoyed more. Okay? We got to okay. stay, stay on the tracks here. Uh, Christina Ricci. Sure. Something that does middle. <laughs> so are we just naming actors now? Christopher Lee, Christina Ricci, Christopher look, Walken. Look, look, look. She plays what? The female lead, I think we can call her? It, she yep. plays Katrina Van Tassel. Yes, Katrina she's the female Van lead. Yeah, you, yes. Yeah. Is she? I still don't know if she's a love interest of Johnny Depp or another ward of Johnny Depp. She's a love interest. Yeah. She looks like a child in this so, movie. She's 19 years old in this movie. Yeah. Johnny Depp was, what, 40? Well, no. and in real life, they Close. had known each other. I mean, Johnny Depp was basically like her babysitter at one point, so that is a little weird. Well, Johnny Depp's a fucking weird Why is creep. that weird? Why is it weird to have a love interest between babysitter and babysittee? That's like every movie ever. You love the babysitter. <laughs> but like an actual love interest, not just like the, the, the dude movie ends with them like riding off into the sunset together. Yeah, and her kissing him on the cheek weirdly. Also, she doesn't look nineteen. Maybe that's just what nineteen-year-olds look like. But she looks like a fucking child. She doesn't look nineteen. Maybe that's just what nineteen-year-olds look like. I, I was self-correcting halfway through. Maybe I'm just out of touch with what. 19 I gotta tell you, I watch like. a lot of college football, and it's preposterous to look at the stands <laughs> these days, or the field for that. Yeah, matter. I went to a BSU game not too long ago, uh-huh. and. Fuck me. Yeah. Get, yes, Jack, we're just old, okay? We are old. Yes. And that's or not something the movie does I'm confused about what you're saying. Mark, we're talking about 19-year-olds, the age of 19-dom. But it was very distracting. She doesn't look that much older than the legitimate boy ward that Johnny Depp takes on. Well, I mean, that kid's probably I, like 13 or 14, so there's not that much of a difference. And there. boys mature later, Jack. Oh, fuck. It's weird. It's a little strange to think about. Hey, while we're naming actors, Michael Gambon's in this. Okay. <laughs> I was naming what it does. Middle. Okay. I wasn't just, I didn't God just name damn an it. actor. 
This movie, okay, we got to do it now. We have to do it. Now we're just naming actors. This movie, I'm not going to name actors, but I'm going to go ahead and say this movie is pretty much, this is just canon to Harry Potter now because half of the fucking cast is Harry Potter characters. You got Dumbledore. You got Rita Skeeter. You got Uncle Vernon. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. I thought thought Dumbledore was a whole different guy. No. Oh. Well, Dumbledore was a whole different guy. Well, he was, and then he died, and then the new Dumbledore who started like in the third movie. Well, we're not trying to spoil Harry Potter. Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like spoilers. I don't wow. Know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what else does the movie do middle, boys? Uh, how do we feel about the full-on, like, well, there's two different monologues in this movie. One is the full-on mystery-solving monologue, and the other one is the OG villain rant explaining everything she did to get to where she is right now. I fucking hate oh. every monologue in this movie. They're ridiculous. <laughs> and so many I'm monologues. only watching this for the, like, whimsical Tim Burton style, and those just remove it. Those are just like, now yeah. pay attention to these performances, and I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, it's kind of weird, because for Tim... If you're watching a Tim Burton movie, chances are you weren't watching a Tim Burton movie for the glorious, immense story. And there is a whole lot here that doesn't really need to be here. Yeah. I actually, that's a good question. If you are watching a Tim Burton movie, what one thing are you watching? Are you like excited for visual the Tim flair Burton aspect? Totally visual flair. Visual, visual flair. whimsy. Yeah. 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 Visual Which this whimsy. has. It visual does. flair for this movie is like a 9 out of 10. And, like, there's a reason that you you potted this kind of, like, everything we were talking about to what it does middle. Because I I love the whimsy and the, and the visual style, and it looks really cool. But then every now and again, it really rips you the fuck out. Like, when Johnny Depp puts on steampunk triple-layered goggles, or when the... And then holds up another magnifying glass. Yeah, that's or tiny, when the one dude has, like, magnifying a, glass. a rifle with a steampunk scope and a magnifying glass at the tip of the rifle. See, none of that stuff bothers it's me so it's so weird. Like, it's <laughs> totally fine. But there's not enough of it in this movie. There's not enough of the, the just pure lunacy. So you wanted one. more balance. Yes. Yes. There was just a bit. It was just the tip. Right. There was the there was a little bit of the of the, the delightfulness in the way that the things are filmed and shots are framed, but there wasn't as much of just the absurd visual steampunkery. Like the, the random inclusion of some steampunk stuff is okay. what really bothered me. I, I mean you keep saying steam like okay, fine. I get the, I get why you're saying steampunk to me. It's not like totally steampunk. It doesn't matter, it's whimsical. How do we feel about Jake, the there's f- a whole scene where the headless horseman flies by throwing a thing into a cog. That's fine. That's it's fine. Quintessential steampunk. It's fine. How do we feel about the flashback sequences? They're weird. And I don't know why they're there. The ones there. with Christopher Walken? No. No, oh. the one with his mom, Ichabod's mom. And how oh, he Lucille. got his holy hands. Yeah, Lucille Crane, exactly. <laughs> uh, Lucille Bod Crane. <laughs> yes. Bod hyphen Crane. It's one of those hyphenated names. So I, similar to the windmill scene, sequence, set piece... I feel that this was only there to do one thing, and I joked about it earlier, but I'm actually kind of serious. I think it was there for breasts. Probably. Uh, It's really bizarre. It was there for breasts and for the Iron Maiden scare. Uh, So we got... My wife and I got into this after the movie because she's a defender of this one, and her take is that it it Uh illustrates why um, Ichabod Crane's character is so obsessed with reason, because basically his father killed his mother because of some religious lunacy or whatever, and that, like, scarred him and shaped him as a human. This is something I have in what it does middle. Is he that grounded in reason? Yeah, I don't... don't He's grounded. He says he's grounded in reason. He's kind of like Kira Cedric from The Closer. Everybody tells you she's a great detective and charming, 
but it doesn't seem like she's a great detective or charming every time you watch it. He does not appear to be grounded in reason. He sees one headless horseman and passes out, right, when it's a prank. Then he sees a second headless horseman and just fully accepts that there's a tree of souls at the dead immediately. And there's an old crone who definitely wanted to bang him. He, he jumps to full acceptance of the paranormal almost immediately. I mean, that's kind of on brand with what science was in the 1700s. But he wasn't what science was in the 1700s. He had weird powders that make smoke and tell him things. He had, uh, he was doing autopsies based on pathology, concepts which absolutely did not exist. He was elevated beyond that and then so immediately dismissive of it. That it's like, why did you, why did you elevate his character so much into that science world only to have him immediately dismiss it when the slightest paranormal thing happens? And that's basically the argument I made against my wife when we were talking about it afterwards. It was just like that. I'm sure it was just like that. <laughs> word yeah. for word, yeah. that was eerie. Yeah. <laughs> did you get inside his head? Actually, though, I did. I was out uh, Friday night at a, at a brewery downtown, and I was talking to a, a guy I just met, like a friend of a friend, and I was telling him that I was watching this movie later that night. Uh-huh. And he immediately said, they didn't fucking invent Iron Maidens until 1870. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Is that true? All right. I I don't know. I, I can't believe Google that to it. be true. That seems like it's something that would not have happened. Fucking, I mean, I know Iron Maidens were largely nitpick. invented for like nothing. They're they're not. They weren't ever provably used. They're more display Are things we than sure? anything. But no, I certainly didn't Google it. Hmm. You don't. You don't automatically fact check things people tell you as they're talking to you in bars. Um, you do that all the time. It endears <laughs> me heavily to people. Are, unfortunately, I do do that frequently. <laughs> <laughs> it's why you two are like my only friends. <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm gonna need actually. to pause you right there while I pull out my phone, just a split second. <laughs> yeah. This might be Pop a fucking producer check. on this show. Yeah. Uh, the Iron Maiden. I'm just gonna read directly from Wikipedia. The Iron Maiden is a uniquely Germanic invention, originated in the town of Nuremberg at some point in the late Middle Ages, probably the 14th century. Well, Sounds like go. 1870. There you go. 1870, yeah. late Middle Ages. God, <laughs> we're basically in the Middle Ages. It's fine. <laughs> Known in German as the Eisern Jungfrau. Well, there you go. Never say you don't learn anything on this fucking podcast, listeners. But also Ever. fact check everything we tell you because most of the shit we say is bullshit. <laughs> Including what Mark just said. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I just made up a phrase from Wikipedia. I'm what else does this movie do right and or middle? Um, okay. I kind of okay. like that Ichabod Crane's ward thing and like the interactions there. there. There's some good scenes. I think the kid does a really good job acting. Does he? I think so. I, I really think he does. He acts good. Except for the horrible trigger hesitation he has when the Headless Horseman emerges from the grave. Um, <laughs> you, well, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. We, that guy gets shot like 75 times throughout the course of the It doesn't it mean nothing. you shouldn't shoot. That, that's not a reason to hesitate on that trigger. It might be. They're preserving gunpowder, okay? They're running out of salt, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how baffling it is that a a what fancy new york city constable is called in to try and solve these crimes and the first his first action like first order of business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i better adopt this victim like the orphaned boy of the he tries victim. not to do it he just has no <laughs> willpower what what ha- what was going on in the 1700s holy fuck the kid's an orphan, okay and he wants to get to the bottom of his dad's murder or whoever's murder someone's the murder. sister of christina ricci a uh, brother of her? What? No, they're unrelated. Ah, oh, God, that's so hard to pay attention to this movie. It wait, really was. Wait, 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 wait. Related in real life? Or related no. to bad? Is Either. he a Van Tassel? 
Yeah. No, he's not a Van Tassel. Okay. I didn't know. Well, I thought so they were both. As... Look, the characters were still the same. There were just a lot of peripheral things. There was a significant chunk of this movie where I thought both of them were orphans he had adopted. I mean, why would you think that? Why would you think that? Because Christina Ricci looks like a child. But is an orphan, so. But she's still Katrina Van Tassel. Okay, but they changed. So I'm not going with the original plot. They deviate from the original plot immediately. The original plot of what? The cartoon we watched last year? (laughs) Of the story, (laughs) not of that. I mean, the Van Tassels don't feature prominently in uh, in in that cartoon. They, They might. You don't know people's names. Uh, most of them are named Lucille. I'm given to understand. No, 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 no. There are like four characters that are named in this story. <laughs> yeah. And I then know. here there are 70. I know. Well, no, there's actually more. Well, because okay. they decided to tack a murder mystery on. Can we move to what it does wrong yet? American I'm itching to get to what it does wrong. Yeah, I think, I think we're there. Jake's making weird faces. It's not helpful sure. for an audio medium. Why not? Why not? Brom Bones does not have anywhere near the muscle mass he should. He needs to be more jacked. Body mass alone. Yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, Im- it's important to tack on mass, and this guy was not tacking on mass. Now, I am going to sympathize with him a little bit, Jack. It was probably a lot harder to get his muscle bound back then because you just didn't have the protein sources, bud. Why? You could just be, like, chugging ale and lifting kegs. That, that's going to add too much fat, though. Okay? You got to be really careful with that sort of thing. Yeah. It's a lot of adipose muscle. Yeah. 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 He, was, adipose, he was. I mean, you could tell he's work Adipose muscle. Z. Yep. Good. Yeah. I just wanted to just let that one breathe. Go ahead. Continue. Let it go. <laughs> I don't know. I was on one about how he probably had some of the glamour muscles, but that's about it. He should have been lifting kegs. <laughs> I didn't see him lift one keg. That's something this movie does wrong. He didn't lift any kegs. He didn't lift any kegs. He certainly didn't feed any beer to dogs. <laughs> Fuck. For the record, listener, Brom Bones is the villain guy. The, op- the sort foil of. He's of the compete. Crane. He's, He's the not compete. named that in this movie. He gets well, killed in this movie. There's a character named Brom in this movie, oh, and he gets beheaded almost immediately. Who do you oh. think we're talking about, Mark, in this movie? Who do you think we're talking about isn't jacked enough? Uh, the the guy who dies on the bridge who gets cut in half, who is jealous of Ichabod Crane as soon as he shows up. Okay. Uh, not the Brom Bones character. Uh, that's actually – oh, maybe that- not. I thought that was Brom. Okay, never mind. Brom Bones is the one who scares Ichabod initially. He pulls the trick. Like he oh, does in yeah. the story. Oh, yeah. let's talk about that too. Why? What? Why? Where? Where does well, this prank uh, come what, from? Where? When? How? Who? Why? <laughs> they have fucking flaming pumpkins and a headless horseman rig, and and apparently this whole fucking town believes that there's a legitimate demon headless. Horseman. And yet they're still fucking a boot with it. What are they doing? It doesn't make any sense. Now you would be shaking in your boots. Yeah, that's good. That's good. What? They say shake it in your boots in the cartoon a lot. Oh, I don't, oh they do. Fuck. Yeah. I don't even remember. I just oh, burned Jesus. into it's, my it's little right skull. right in there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Speaking of pumpkins, they couldn't carve Let's a real pumpkin. One of, the, one of the first scenes in this is a, just a CG pumpkin, a CG jack-o'-lantern. I, I feel like that's yeah, an no, easy fucking is... thing to do. Well, what's also weird is the scarecrow, like the decidedly Jack Skellington be careful saying Jack. Scarecrow. Mark will cut Scarecrow. in uh, an early break when we don't need it's, one. Hey, naughty, naughty, vada, vada.
Well, the scarecrow at the start has like a clearly not a real pumpkin on it. You could have still used a real pumpkin in your design. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But well, yeah. we're talking about two separate yeah. things though. This one is like one you'd get at yeah. Joanne Fabrics, and then there's another one that is the CG because it's the '90s and you have to use CG. I got beef with Joanne's Fabrics. Oh, we don't need to get into your beef with Joanne Fabrics. Okay. You have a beef with a lot of places. Yeah. Let's go we're to the, Bella we'll Brewing. Save that one this. for you the Jack's Bella? Beef Let's go to Bella Brewing. I don't want to go to Bella. Let's Brewing. use their first and last name. First name Bella, last name Brewing. Come at me. <laughs> you had a bad volunteer one time, Bella Brewing. Assholes. <laughs> Wouldn't let me tell my dad he's not going to like a beer. What else does this movie do wrong? <laughs> God damn it. I'd like to air more grievances with companies, if you please. Oh, my fuck. We are approaching Festivus. Uh, the film quality is real shitty. You can barely tell what's going on most of the time, and they also shot the thing with like a heavy blue filter, so there's no color ever. Well, that's, that's that's the, the point, though. The no color thing is part of the artistic that's style. A choice, yeah. Well, that's it's definitely... a bad choice. Well, I, mean, I liked it. I, I liked know they it. did it on purpose, but Jesus Christ, what a how did you watch movie. this, Mark? Huh? How did you watch this? I streamed it from Amazon. Correct. Yeah, I, I didn't notice a film issue is why I asked, but I did the same I noticed thing. a sound issue. Sound issue. Okay. Big time. How, Talk about how, that. Actually, I'm, I'm curious about this one. I don't, I don't know if this is qualifies as something it does wrong because I'm still getting settled in the new abode, and I don't have anything remotely approximating surround sound. I'm basically, I have my TV mounted on the wall. Big, big-ass thing. Yeah. You, you know, absolute big unit. thing. Up there, but... I'm having to pump the sound from the TV over to me on the other side of the room. Not great for audio quality in general. Now, Mark has surround sound. How did the sound do? Because you hear people talk over the top of that fucking raging Danny Elfman score that never stopped. It literally never stopped, I don't think. This dude recorded roughly seven hours of music for this movie. Jeez. Mark. Uh, Answer I the question. Not notice it that much. So I actually, you so can I hear. Watch this, I watch this upstairs where I just have a sound bar. I don't have surround sound, and there's the oh, he only has he only has good it. sound, not great sound. Oh, so but the the thing is that bar has an option that's called true volume and also true HD, and okay. if you enable those, it like levels all of the individual channels to be a little bit more even. So it's better for like watching action movies or whatever. So the gunfire isn't extremely fucking loud, and then the dialogue is impossible to hear. It brings everything to the same level. Okay. So I just usually keep that on, and that generally has the effect of making yeah. dialogue way Yeah, I had to put to my understand. TV in, like, quiet mode to even hear what they were saying in this movie. I did this one with headphones. Um, did, I, did I was able hear? to listen. What's that? Did you hear what they were saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm willing to say it's what it does wrong, but audio-wise, not fully there. Okay, here's a big one for me in no. terms of what it does wrong. For a movie that is both a little bit the original Ichabod Crane story and a little bit a lot of other shit going on, and a little bit, a lot of other shit. <laughs> yeah, let's decipher what the, the fuck the, that means. The resolution is so fucking mundane. Like, they, they find out that, yes, the devil and the headless horseman, all that shit's real. And they're using it to, like, kill off heirs so I could be the sole beneficiary of a will? What the fuck? Like, yes, the devil's real, and we're going to argue about probate issues. Uh, Well, I think it was taken... At face value, that the devil was real. No one ever didn't think the devil was except real. Johnny Depp throughout most of the movie. Well, Johnny Depp is from New York City, Jack. Yeah, he's, he's a, a fancy big lad. time lawyer or something. He's a detective. He's a constable. Detective. Constable. A constable. Sorry, constables are lawyers, right? He's a factotor. <laughs> hey, can we talk about for a second that the other night my 91 year old grandfather called me a fancy lad because I didn't know what the average size of a hickory nut was? I don't yes. know why that makes you fancy. I don't either. That seems like but it makes you, you decidedly fancy less lad. fancy. 
60 seconds are on the clock, Jack. <laughs> okay. Tell us about it. You said that you wanted it. to take a minute. I said I wanted to talk about it for a minute. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I said minute. Uh, t- You know what? The record will show that you Man, did. It'll show nothing. I'm not recording. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, so this is all practice. <laughs> Joke's on everyone this else. This is a practice episode. <laughs> this this podcast is just going to be me talking, and there's going to be long spaces where you guys are talking and I'm not doing anything. No, you should just cr- you should just crunch those all together, so it's just really <laughs> just, weird Just only my audio. Yeah. <laughs> Gapless playback. Uh, should exactly. we get back to what the movie does wrong? I yeah, mean, but it goes along with that resolution. I don't give a shit. I don't care about the weird politics between these two fans. Because I don't care about the heirs and heiresses to these weird wills, these two families that don't like each other. I just don't give a fuck. I thought you meant like a visual resolution of the film. Oh, no, no, no. I was like, what the fuck kind of segue is that? (laughs) Okay, yes, agreed. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You don't go to a chamber. Show me more windmills exploding. Yes. Yes, do that. For the record, I... I don't think the motivation was regarding the will, although that was part of it. It was that a long time ago, whatever her name was, got fucked over by like the mayor of the town, and now she's killing everybody's uh, descendants. Hey, See, Mark. I had no idea. Because like an hour and a half, it's a in, revenge thing. Mark. I... See earlier That's, comment it about was not buried giving in a fuck. the villain's monologue. Yeah, like once once this movie hit the hour mark, I stopped like even trying to figure out what the fuck's happening. Mm. You know what? That actually might be why I kind of I had the monologues in Does Middle is because when I am actively not paying attention to a movie, it is nice to be able to just to snap back to it for like literally forty five seconds where they're just delivering the story <laughs> just, in hey, like a few seconds. Have you been tuned out for twenty five minutes? Here's what happened. <laughs> yeah, Previously exactly. on if you're just in now. <laughs> it's important to hit those sevens, Mark. It's a radio term, Mark. It means you got to do something interesting every seven minutes or so to keep the listeners engaged. It's frankly advice we should follow. Oh, well, it's been about seven minutes since we've changed categories. Are we good to go to Nitpick Station? Blow that Blow whistle, it. my friend. Blow it. Gunpowder is a stupid name for a horse. The horse shouldn't be named Gunpowder. It's <laughs> a weird nitpick. It's a fucking weird nitpick. You don't like, like the animal's name? I don't like that. It's the weirdest nitpick I've ever heard, especially when you fire out of the gate like that. <laughs> God, it's a big one in my notes. What a fucking crazy thing. I don't like that. I think Gunpowder's a great name. Yeah, I like that name. You know, he, he explodes yeah. out of the gates like God. Should be Prickly Pete. Those f- mm, those also, don't ever muscles. close your hand around a horse and then have it explode because you lose a finger. I'm so scared of horses. Really? Uh, that's, yeah. Makes not a lot like, of sense. Like, like, I'm not, I don't, I don't get scared if I see like a picture. It's not like my fear of giraffes. Oh, you know, Jack, do you think those are related? Because horses and giraffes are pretty similar, except for the I, I know, but like what I mean is I get viscerally frightened if I even see a picture of a giraffe. I don't, I don't have a fear of horses like that. It's just if a horse is around, I'm so cognizant of the fact that it could just kick my fucking head off at any minute. Dude, I love if horses. If I do one thing it doesn't like. I want a horse at some point in my life. That's how much I like horses. If you... Ever own you should a name it gunpowder. You should name it Prickly Pete. If I own a horse at this point, I'm probably naming it gunpowder. God damn. And then I'll invite like... you over and we can have some beers out in the pasture. Don't have beers if that's where they roam free. Yeah. It could kick you from wherever. Yeah, you'll give some of that horse the some of that horse the beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can move on. God so damn it. Nitpick. We need more nitpicks. That didn't work. Wow. Uh why did the guy think that the most like 
The best way to explain that the lady was pregnant was to tell Ichabod Crane that there were five bodies and four graves. That's the most cryptic for no fucking reason shit. I have and that all note it did too. was take an extra 15 <laughs> seconds or so for him to it's figure it out. so stupid. Also, it took Johnny Depp like more blood than existed a human being to determine that she was with child. I don't think he knows I mean, what pathology is, even though he claims oh, that, to. That actually brings up another great nitpick. Where the fuck he's doing an autopsy and he gets sprayed with blood. Where is the blood pressure coming from? Why is That's it not spraying? How work. Well, especially because he makes it. Doesn't he make a comment later in the movie? I'm not a science guy, listeners. Doesn't he make a comment later in the no movie kidding. about the way in which blood came out of a body after it was dead as being sure does. an indicator of yeah? So these are totally at odds, right? It makes no fucking sense. Thank you. Okay, I'm I mean, glad. Also, all the science has to fit in here, right? The, the powder that smokes and tells him what the fuck ever is just whatever. That's part of Tim Burton's world, I'm guessing. Mm. Uh, they talk a lot about kith and kin in this movie. Sure. What it's is kith? Kin. It's like chaff. No, I think so it's you like want to be it. You want to no, be you, kith. No, no, no. It's like wheat. It's not like chaff. Why would I ever want to be wheat? Why would you want to be chaff? I want to be kin. I so want to be kith. Chaff. So is chaff kin or is chaff kith? It's kith, <laughs> Mark. Clearly. So, um, okay. I mentioned this earlier. Ichabod Crane has no idea what fucking year it is or what a millennium is or a century. I think he confuses millennium and century at multiple points throughout this movie. Jake's pointing at me. Jake has just pointed at me a lot. You're still I got to backtrack. <laughs> I have to backtrack. Kith. It's a noun. One's friends, acquaintances, and relations. So it's the same as kin. A widow without kith or kin. What is kith or kin? Why do you need kin? Why is it kith or kin as opposed to kith and kin? Oh, it's necessary and sufficient. Kin is only family. Kith is friends and family. Bam. Solved it. Got there. Okay. Move along. Nailed it. Man, we're learning. This is a very educational episode. So kith kith or kin, kith and kin is friends or family, friends and family. Yep. <laughs> well, friends and family and then just family. Right? I might like it better. There's less letters, you less You don't syllables. need kin. No, what I'm saying is if you say kith, you don't need kin. Hmm. Uh, it's way better then. Let's or just kith. start saying kith for everything. I'm going to start saying it. Yeah, like notify the next of kith. <laughs> well, if, if I died, I would hope the police's first call wouldn't be to you. Oh, I would. Just pick a <laughs> random friend out of your phone. They're going to end up calling someone you haven't talked to since undergrad. <laughs> hey, this guy died. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Who? You mean that guy that puked at parties sometimes? Yeah. Wow, fuck you. <laughs> Hi, is this Tommy? Yeah, uh, your friend Jack is dead. Do you know a Jack? Tommy, huh? I guess. It's my freshman roommate. Uh, hey, that, that old crone is definitely going to bang Johnny Depp when she pulls him back, right? When she's like, okay, kid, you leave. Don't worry about the sounds you're going to hear. And then, like, leads him by the hand to the back room. Oh, the one that had the large Marge full scene Full-on sex scene, yeah. But I was expecting a full-on plowing. Just you did. She told him you were expecting her to plow him. Yeah, she told the kid, "Don't worry about the sounds you're going to hear back here." Then she leads him by the hand to the back room. Then he says, "What kind of sounds are you going to hear back here?" And she's like, "Oh, you know, you'll see." And then she like handcuffs herself to the table. That's a bit of a weird move, but still, yeah, it was weirdly erotic. Yeah, Yeah. and there weren't even any puppets involved. That's actually definitely part of the Tim Burton facade too. Is weirdly erotic at points. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. Uh, well, and then she goes large march. Yeah, so is your nitpick that she didn't plow him? I suppose. They didn't you, you show full her... penetration. <laughs> you wanted her to you wanted her to penetrate him is what you wanted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I wanted, to, I wanted to see a pegging cut. scene. Yeah, there are enough pegging that's... scenes in mainstream movies. Okay. Good. You get that in the unrated director's cut. Oh, that's interesting. 
You know, a simple juke maneuver would have been very effective against this horse guy. <laughs> Everyone runs in a straight line, stays Hit on circle. the road. Everybody shoots at him. Nobody shoots at his horse, which was a primary strategy in, like, horsemanship era Well, fights. except for the initial people who killed him. They shot his horse, and then they were able to kill him because he was then on foot. Right. Try so that when he's dead. In reality, the soldiers were the ones that were able to do it correctly, and these are just <laughs> yes, townsfolk. Yeah. These yeah. are just fucking militia people. Maybe that's a neat pick, huh? It might be a neat pick. That's how they got the fucking Hessian the first time, man. Yeah. Mm. Maybe they're maybe they're just ahead of their time, and they're fans of the uh, you know animal rights movement. They don't want to shoot the horse. Horse isn't doing anything wrong. They're it's the they are the earliest members of PETA. If you shoot horses, they're more prone to kicking, and we've already discussed how scary oh, that can be. Fuck. Yeah, you don't want to get kicked by a horse, Jack. I don't exactly. want to get kicked by a horse. You're right. It will kick your head. Oh, my God. That's what one of the scenes should have been. Someone oh! should have gotten decapitated by the horse kick. Oh, so let's talk about some decapitation stuff Okay. real quick. Uh, the devil's fire makes it cauterized. Well, it also but not is. Cauterized. It also. Look, I don't want to get too much into the physics of something in a Tim Burton movie, but. I also kind of assumed that gonna. that was part of the explanation, like as to why it just was like butter through the through the head, the uh -huh. neck area. Okay. But then, what's her name? Rita Skeeter. She's able to take an axe <laughs> that is the size of someone's neck, so it's a perfect shot even to hit it. Yeah. And lop it off in one go too. So oh, there's I don't no know. Fucking people chance. are just made. Their necks are made of butter. <laughs> I like what you're doing there, and they are. Yeah, it, it's a lot of things in a lot of movies like this, though, right? The decapitations are way too goddamn easy. There's a lot well, of these shit are, in it. These neck. are this just takes cake. Though. Yeah, it's nothing. It like it's it one thing if the headless horse we it, can do it with the demon it's blade. It's like of she's hell. cutting a watermelon in half with a samurai sword. Basically, basically, yeah. It it would not have mattered if there was one if he was able to do it. Cool, but the fact that the she fucking fires. She's in not here. supernatural at all. No. And she's using, frankly, a harder weapon to do that sort of thing with, and she does it just as well. She rips his She's power using a from hatchet. Yeah. A Gary Paulson-style hatchet. Great book. <laughs> I would say overall... This is a very literary podcast. I would say overall, this movie paints a very good picture that Tim Burton failed every science class he was ever in. <laughs> I think that's fair. Do you he think doesn't Tim know Burton how gave optics a shit? works? Although he doesn't I, know I have basic a, I have human a, anatomy. I ostensibly have a science degree, and I said adipose muscle just a little bit ago, so... So you could go work for for Tommy, Timmy, whatever the fuck his name. Wow, is. Timmy, Timmy Jesus. And Mark is illiterate. Mark Mark was talking about the the guy the cop is gonna call from my college days when I die. I can go work for that guy. I assumed that you were roommates with Tom. Here's Burton. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I don't really give a shit. I don't necessarily need Tim Burton to hit all the science notes, right? Like, he might know science well and be like, "Fuck it." He does, no, he's so focused on them though. They're 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 they they are pointed out. Well, I think that's just I, I'm kind of in Jake's boat on this one actually. I think that is part of his like general whimsy fairy tale style storytelling. And I, I guess they like, do kind of early establish that like I could pour this powder on this thing and it'll smoke up and tell me something. That's forensics. Yeah, what's more, I mean, you build a world that contains science, but that science might not be the same science that the actual world has in it. Correct. That's the right way to put it. Yes. Yeah, that's Accurate. yeah. That's definitely the right way to put it. No one could have said that sentence better than what <laughs> I just said. Literally not possible. I don't know if this is a nitpick. <laughs> well, then what is it? A neat pick? A not pick? I don't know what it is, but it's I want to bring it up. I don't it's know what it is. Pick. It's just it's a important. Pick. It's a small thing, and I want to. It's just a pick. Yeah. Pick something. In the scene when Brom Bones dies. 
Okay. Right? The, the part leading up to that, before the horseman enters the house. Okay. It does such a hard action zoom in on the knock before entering sign, and I have no idea why. It aggressively, as the music is swelling, zooms in on please knock before entering and lingers there for two seconds. Did I don't remember this. Did the horseman knock? No, he just tr tromped down the door. Well, it shows he's a rule well, breaker, Jack. Well, then they're probably making a visual joke I, about how I, that the... I don't get the joke or point or anything. I don't understand it. It was the a moment Hessian of levity. The very impolite. He doesn't follow basic instructions well, posted the, the, clearly on look, the door. Look, 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 The Hessian probably can't read English, okay? Ooh, good point, good point. Smart. Building a world. World building. Ratchet it up a point, buddy. But, like, Christopher Walken can read English, so I'm confused Ratchet now. Ratchet it up. Right up there. Ratchet it up, Jack. But Christopher He's playing Walken a character. He's doing... Christopher Walken, famous method actor, actually forgot how to read <laughs> English for the show. This, this might be the best acting Christopher Walken has ever done, because they didn't let him speak. He, he did speak, sort of. Guttural noises. <laughs> and he, he shushed. He shushed a girl at one point. Yeah, and they died. And, and why does when his the headless head horseman back, kill the kid? In, and pain, so. in the Brom Bone scene, why does the headless horseman kill the kid? They make it clear he's only after the people that tell him to be after or people that interfere with him. But then he like goes into the floorboards. She's to after kill the, the whole kid. family, man. Yeah, she hates everybody him. associated with this plot. I guess you don't want to make a Batman. Yeah, he would have been Batman. That you you don't want to make a Batman in this type of situation. Okay, that will come back to haunt you. And like. Uh, okay, so back to the Batman thing, though. Oh, yeah, let's talk more about Batman. <laughs> this is just fucking Batman. This is, this is the this same is just as Harry Batman. Potter. It's, no, no, no. This is the same as Tim Burton's Batman. It's kind of the same as Harry Potter, too. I, I can't speak to that. All the characters I mean, are the same. It, when Do you they have a time machine Batman, that they never Batman use? and Harry Potter have very similar origin stories. Yes. Yes. So, are we uncovering something here? You're a wizard, Harry. Martha! You're a wizard, Bruce. You're a Batman, Harry. Jesus Christ. You're a Harry Batman, Bruce. <laughs> okay, Bruce. too far. You, okay. you took it too far. You're a Harry Batman, Bruce. <laughs> Mark, you got Copy any other new picks? Uh, yeah, everyone seems, like, fucking fascinated by this birdcage bird flippy majigger. Yes. Didn't they have zoetropes at this point? I think they already had stuff like this, and they did not think that it was magic. It was like a common toy, I think. A piece yeah. of paper with things on both sides. Well, like that, and but also like uh, what holes in a in a circular thing being sure. spun around. Oh, that thing. That yeah. that, that little trope, thing. Yeah. That old chest. you're describing. Yeah. Zoetrope. I I I assumed I knew what you were talking about and just went with it. And you did. Yeah. So you really. Oh did it, damn dude. it. Okay. Zoetropes were invented in 1833. Oh fuck I still, me. I still am pretty sure that there's got to be like <laughs> just, say, uh, just 20 years before they invented Iron Maidens. <laughs> but. but so zoetropes yeah, okay. did not exist. Uh, okay, but there's—I mean, there had to have been devices that were like, if you move something, it creates the illusion of movement. That's well, not like, anything fucking new. No, no. But here's here's what I took from it. This is a rural town. That one didn't bother me. Like this is a the, even if they have those in the big city, they don't have those in fucking Sleepy Hollow, Mark. It's a simple town. That's true. Okay, it takes a few years to get up. It's the a Hudson. simple town where everybody knows the average size of a hickory nut. Everyone. They're all fancy lads out there. No, or none of them are fancy not lads. not fancy lads. Okay. The city boys are... Johnny Depp doesn't know anything about hickory nuts. We should revisit this. I'm still confused as to why not knowing the size of a hickory nut 
makes you a fancy lad. Because I'm like in here in the city and not out in the country, like looking up hickory nuts or just picking up hickory nuts or whatever. I don't know. So are you going to do like a deep dive on hickory nut size? Do a bunch of research? Get <laughs> yeah, a PhD I'm in hickory storm nut into my grandpa. Hey, grandpa, guess what? Who knows more about hickory nuts now, bitch? That sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the part where you call him a bitch. <laughs> I also think that it's important. I'm just moving along. I, I, I think it's important to note that the magistrate's office is heavily involved in this conspiracy. We're getting to be a real magistrate-heavy podcast these days, boys. A lot of magistrate-centric stuff. But all of this just points back to the fact that magistrate's offices are, in fact, heavily conspiratorial. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want me to go through like a history of how law developed no. in New York around this time, but no. this was an Jack, accurate... Jack? Jack, 30 yes, seconds are on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Magistrates were involved in shit like this before, and now they aren't. Okay, you have 25 seconds left. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I done did it. Wow. You spent um, more time talking about it. You didn't know if we Hell House LLC 2 it. fucking sucks. Can I use my time to just talk about how that movie is garbage? Uh, I'll just pile on here. Houses October Built 2, also not great. Ooh, somebody reached out to us and told us to watch that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to throw that one on top as well. Yikes. Are there any more nits pick? One more. One more. I don't understand how or why or the people that know about magic in this movie. Because at first they're all scared of the demonic headless horseman, and then random characters just exposit magic information to Mr. Magic Bod. They turn into CG smoke monsters, and then there is magic. I mean, this world posits a... a scientific realm where magic and science coexist but then but they're so scared of the headless horseman as a demonic entity they know nothing about until the the johnny depp's ward needs to explain to him what this magic seal on the floor of his room is that's cursing him to be watched or whatever that's like a nanny cam <laughs> it's the early nanny cam it's, it's just the, these the original symbols. nanny cam yeah I I don't. Why does this kid know any fucking thing about any magic? Let alone that this is a seal that means you're being watched and cursed. He saw it once in a book, and there's an eyeball on it. That means it's a seal, and there's you're watching. You're being watched. Oh. Someone's watching. If he something. had put it as stupidly as that, I'd buy that it's a believable interaction. <laughs> there's an eyeball on it, Mister Crane. That means we're being watched to <laughs> something. I don't know. Do you think this was a British movie? <laughs> uh, it was a period piece. I, I, it should have been more breathy. I apologize. <laughs> Shit. No, more breathy would be the telltale sign they were British. Americanization took away the breathiness. That's a good point. Thank you. Okay, we solved it. No, they're not wise guys, Jack. Ah, that's the only old-timey American accent I know. Shit. This is pre-wise guy era. Hello. (laughs) I'm going to ratings. We gotta go to ratings. I'm going to ratings. (laughs) Would you like to buy a moat? You'll take my life, but I'll take yours too. You fire musket, but I'll run you through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand, there's no turning back. We over at Agency Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how good this kid is at asking a question. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had, you, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want, him to do you so much you could do anything and for 10 think of how you write andy vera papa's bowling skills ah oh, but no average bowler is andy vera papa no indeed he's the champ he's also the greatest bowling trickster of all time 
When it comes to trick shots on bowling alleys, there's nobody like the mighty Virapapa. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your story rating. I'm going to go with a three and a half here. <clears throat> Smart. Yeah, I mean, look, the Legend of Sleepy Hollow story is sort of here, but then everything that they do, all everything, every single thing that they do, takes away from what that is and makes it more complicated and convoluted. You're, you're so saying it's not they took a good story and ruined it. Basically. Yeah. Because it had to try to make some feature-length film that was different and new and had some level of- They made way of, more than a feature-length film. They made a big old thing, and there was too much story. They, they took something that was simple, and they made it way too complex, and that is not a great thing. It's not, like, lower because the, the, the beats are still here. There's a, there's a supernatural Hessian soldier that is chopping people's heads off in a small rural town. That's cool. Three and a half. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a three. Uh, literally the same reasons. Mark? I gave it a four and a half, and I am inclined to agree with you guys. I think the only difference is I'm giving it a little bit more credit just for leveraging. I mean, this is the only feature film wherein there is a headless horseman. That, that cannot possibly be true. I doubt that's true, but I know what you mean. I mean, this is the headless horseman movie. So sure. that's where I guess I'm giving it an extra point, but I, I think I, mean, I know I it's about you. to the happen. The story is bad. I think I know it's about to happen too. Flip flop <laughs> world building and immersion. Our second category, Jake, what's your world building and immersion score? Five. Uh, world building. Wow. Yeah, I mean, this is you're either going to be drawn into a Tim Burton visual world or you're not. And I think that this is a pretty good example of a Tim Bur Burton visual world. Burton. However, Tom from an immersion, uh, that part, like I said, visual flair. I think I said this earlier in the podcast. I thought it at least. Visual flair, this movie's like right up there near a 10 if you're into that sort of thing. However, immersion, however everything that this does. It rips you out, kind of like the story. These things are somewhat intertwined, despite the fact that this is a perfect objective it's rating system. It's a perfect rating system. That's what brings it down to the below average, because the movie's too long. It draws you out with a lot of its bullshit exposition sequences. Visually, world building is still there, but everything from an immersion standpoint actively detracts. A little bit lower than average for me. It's a seven for me. Shit. Whoa! Mark's it's giving it a one. For me. Mark's on, giving it a one. On world building alone. Well, that's crazy. This that world building can hold something above the average. This is, this is as high as world building can get. I would certainly hope so. This is this is it. This well, is the no, pinnacle of world building. Hmm. Okay, this is a high. Oh, this is high. It's got almost no immersion. No, that's why I'm surprised that with this joint. But I uh, can't. Perfect rating system, Jack. It's a perfect rating system. I can't. I can't give it lower. I, I think it, and, and how consistent the art style is throughout. I actually like the color washout thing they have going on. I know, Mark, you didn't like that, but I, I dug that, and I thought it, it did imply what they wanted it to imply, and it still somehow fit in with this whimsical world. Like, usually when you think of, like, whimsical and that kind of fantastical stuff, you think oversaturated colors and way too many colors and all that stuff. They did the opposite of that in this. Yeah, I read that they considered black and white, that would have been weird. Would have been really weird. But I, so I just it's think... just like Sleepy Hollow and Schindler's List are the two black <laughs> and white movies from the nineties. Jesus, I, I, you gave it. I'm a really seven. upset that I can't think of another black and white movie from the nineties. But I'm hundred percent sure there's a bunch. <laughs> there, are a bunch. Uh, no, it's just those two. Like I, uh, I gave it. I, I think the world building is really, really good. Close to perfect here. Wow. Yeah, Mark. 
Uh, Jake was right. I did give it a one. This movie is impossible to watch. I cannot pay attention to it. Did you actually actually give it a one? Yeah, I actually. I thought this might be a bit. Have you ever given anything a one at this in this category? Um, probably. Yeah, I bet it was. This is literally the least movie you've ever seen. Stupid rating. I don't know how this can get a one based on world building. Well, here's the thing about world building. If I'm not paying attention to your movie because it's impossible to pay attention to, then world building doesn't really get you anything. But there's some what world. What did you give of... the Keanu Reeves Dracula for world building and immersion? Good question. Oh, Boom Stroker? I gave it a two. That's not. This is not lower than that. It can't be. <laughs> okay. I still gave it. I, I was able to pay no, more good. attention to that for the movie than this great. movie. <laughs> That's good. I'm just telling you, objective. Look, it is a scientifically perfect rating system. Okay? Yes, it is. We do. I know that. crunched right. the numbers, and it came out as and a it one. came out as a one. Yep. All right. The world uh, needs to know. Okay. <laughs> scare factor is our next category. Jake, what are you gonna give this thing for? Scare factor. Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. I gave it a two and a half. Uh, people, a lot of people get their heads chopped off. Ultimately, it's done kind of sillily, sillily, guys. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. There's a large Marge scene we didn't talk about. That's about the only jump scare. And there's also, I remember more from my first viewing than this one. It was slightly more impactful when I was 17, 16, 17, whatever, than it was this time. But the Iron Maiden scene, the first time I saw it, wasn't expecting, was decent. This time, not so much. But it's low. It's just not bottom of the barrel low. I'm with you. I gave it a three. Uh, look, I think that the uh, the face rebuilding scene for Mr. Walker. Oh, yeah. Something right out of the mask. Freaked yeah. me the Whoa. fuck out. And and look, it's so Wait, clear. It did? It looked like shit. I thought it looked really good. It looked like CG. Uh, it looked like 90s CG. It looked like something. It looked like exactly how drunk were you when you watched this movie? I mean, not sober. <laughs> okay, cool. Continue. Mark, were you sober when you watched this movie? Actually, I was. That was a problem. That's a problem. That's, That's a, a big problem. problem. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But, but look, 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 look. There's there's CG that is unwatchably bad to me, and this definitely was CG. But it's kind of like the Mars Attacks CG, where I don't think it's all that bad. It mm. looks. Oh, it, it's much more watchable mm-hmm. and it's pretty bad <laughs> so so what the the lore of this movie right is the guy who initially wanted to direct it and initially had the rights to direct it wanted to make a slasher where he said like people were going to die every five minutes or something okay and the studio took him off that because they didn't want to do that shit this is like in 92 or something we're like shut up dude and made him the uh like prosthetics and costuming or not costuming prosthetics and like makeup director and he worked on the Hellraiser series a lot, and I think that comes through really well. Okay, because that scene looks a lot like a Hellraiser scene. I liked that scene a lot. I I like it, everything else you talked about. That's the only unique thing I had to say, which is why I said it. But I I think that scene looks good, um, even to this day. Wow. Okay. I gave it a three. Right, Look, it's not a high score. I didn't give it a high score. I gave it a three. Well, it's Mark. less about the score. It's more about the fact that you think that scene looks good. But I do think it looks good. Okay. I watched. It I gave it a one and a morning, half. By the way. I gave it a one and a half. It's it is technically a scary movie where people get their heads chopped off, and there is like a moment of trypophobia, I guess, with his hands if that's a real thing. But um, I have a question for you guys. Like on our scale, this is just so I can calibrate appropriately. If you think of movies like let's just say like you've got mail or something, obviously that's a one. But like, sure. do you have to be as not scary as a romantic comedy in order to be a one or? I think there's a lot that can occupy the one. 
Okay. So yeah. if there's any amount of scare, it can still be a one. Sure. It just well, and I think names. both Jake and I are more inclined to give movies with gore in them a higher. Like, I kind of pot some of the gore uh, look into the scare factor, whereas, Mark, I don't think you do at all. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, if it is in service of being more scary, that's fine. But if there's just, like, gore, then that's not itself scary. We had this conversation during the We Are Still Here podcast. Well, Did we have a podcast also, on that? Uh, what was the Deathgasm? Deathgasm was the other one where we originally started talking about this. But look, it's a scientifically perfect rating system. I don't think any of those had podcasts. Anyway. Deathgasm definitely did. I don't know about that, though. Yeah, it was Gore is the Right Horror was the name of it. No. I don't think there's any way to find that. <laughs> it actually might have been the prequel to our first episode. Fucking exactly. overall. Overall. Exactly. Jake, what's our overall For score? For our Patreon listeners, you'll get the prequel. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Before we do that, maybe we should do our penultimate category, which is effects or judicious lack thereof. You fucking Oh, idiot. shit. God damn it. Jake, you, Mark, you, ah! Whoa, what, fantasy point! That's like point. two, because it's not even out of him! That, that, you didn't say anything about me confusing people. Oh, fuck. That's way harder thing to mix up. You didn't say I gave anything. A, I, I gave the effects score a six here. Kind of a decent amount to unpack. So we already talked about this from a set design, costuming, all of that is pretty damn good. I think in general, the effects are Tim Burton-style effects, they either do it for you or they don't, but they are pretty good, with the exception of some regrettable CG. Which it it does looks less happen. like a painting in the background. Like like Batman looks a lot like there's a painting in the background, uh-huh. right, to establish what he's going for. This looks a lot less like it's a painting in the background. There's depth. There is. Uh, but, yeah, when the CG does get involved, it's, it's pretty poor. Uh, and then from an audio standpoint, Danny Elfman is a – he's good at what he does. He's done some obviously. really good stuff. There's quality here, but it's it, it's so excessive that it is a big detraction from the actual movie for me. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that. So ultimately, it's like just above average. I give it a six, too. Hmm. Look, I, I, I like the one face rebuilding scene. I do. I'm going to stand by it. Okay. I watched it again this morning before we recorded. I'll watch it at some point. It's good. Uh... Look, I don't have anything else. Oh, large march scene didn't look that good either. That one did not look that good. Well, there's two halves of that scene too, because there's the large march part, and then which would have been great in 3D, and then there's she turns into just like a decayed, yeah, Yeah, like face without eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, it looks like ash. (laughs) Mark, (laughs) Uh, I went significantly lower than you guys. I gave it a three. I don't think any of the CG looks very good, and really the only points I'm giving it is for the sets. I gave it a one in immersion, so I'm gonna give him a little bit of credit here for that what about but also there's a lot of weirdly shot scenes in this like note i think the one that jumps to my mind as the best example of this is at the very beginning before he gets to sleepy hollow where he's in the courtroom uh i would love to know whether or not he is actually on the same set as the people in the background because it looks like it's against a green screen interesting I'd have to look at that. I don't even know. I, what the I, fuck I don't you're know if I was. About. I don't know the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> uh, overall, I don't think this is a great effects movie. This is in the right. This is in the realm where everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just CG everything," and I uh, no one. Yeah, knows. that's tough. Uh, I mean, that's wait. What did you give it? A three. It feels low. It feels low. It might be a little low, but it's definitely yeah. below average. Mm. Mm. I, I don't know. I just I, I liked the depth of the smoke and fog and all the scenes and all that shit going on. I like, like the a, tree a, of a death Tim Burton a lot. movie. The effects are yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't do it for this guy. Overall, now we're here. Now, now can I go here, Mom? 
Well, you yes. might want to. I mean, now that it's the yes, right time. Son. Yes, you can go there. God damn it. Does that mean it's mine? You want to throw it to me? Yeah. I gave this movie a four. It's still a legend End of, of sentence. <laughs> because. <laughs> That's a quote from the movie. No, look, this is still a legend of Sleepy Hollow movie it just is a tim burton legend of sleepy hollow movie it looks good and that's about it and if you go any further than that it is a i've said this like seven times it's a detraction from what you're if you like the legend of sleepy hollow don't watch this movie you you might like this visually if you have like some nostalgia for the original but you're also going to kind of need to like the the, not the depth thing god damn it the burton thing and then on top of that the story is whack the so story it's is whack. I give it a four two. Look, I, I I always kind of anticipated I would really dislike this movie. I'm not generally a huge Burton fan. I yeah. think this might be peak Burton for me. Maybe Edward Scissorhands. It's like this and Edward Scissorhands are, are right. Edward Scissorhands is better than this. Yeah, yeah. Edward Scissorhands yeah. is the better movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, my dad was kind of right. Like. Did you like those Batman movies? No. Did those? Were you, were you disappointed by those? I, I like this more than those. Really. <laughs> uh, I, I don't love it. It's it's a. I mean, he did some stuff. He made a movie. I didn't. Yeah. I I will say I did not hate it as much as I was expecting. I went into this like fuck. I have to watch this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> I didn't You're hate welcome. it that much. No, I, I yeah, didn't okay. dislike it. It's it's a four. Mark Pry did. Uh, I hated this movie. I gave it a one and a half. Hey, question. Um, <laughs> you can't just fly no, by. That's that. one of the lowest scores you've literally ever given. I know. I enjoyed this about as as little as I've ever enjoyed watching a movie. It didn't come through when we were talking about the movie at all. Yeah. By the way, yeah, you just kind of talked about it, and then you're like, "No, because I'm generally an agreeable person." <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> okay. So now, you- <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what's your goddamn question, Mark? Um, is this at the top of the list of movies that we want to see like remade? Like Sleepy just Hollow. Give this to give this to Mike Flanagan, and he makes a Sleepy Hollow movie. Oh, um. Sure, or Rob Zombie. Fuck I don't know. It. If it's oh, the top I want of Rob list. Zombie to do it. No. I'd rather see original things. Why like, would don't you, fucking make a thing? Why that would exists? you want to see a Rob Zombie version? Because it'd be great. <laughs> and you know, dislike that Kim explains version. how stupid your score this is. This is ridiculous. Okay, the Rob Zombie was a joke, but yeah. what I'm saying is like we have one of these essentially, and it was a Tim Burton weird murder mystery thing. This is a classic piece of Americana. Why yeah. has this not been turned into like an actual into something watchable good? movie? Probably because Tim Burton made this movie. Yeah, I imagine it's half that, half rights issues and trepidation. Are there really studios. rights issues? I don't know. There's probably no fucking way. Do you think Washington Irving's estate is still enforcing <laughs> this or something? There's no fucking way. Look, I don't know. I know why. Because Bing Crosby's dead and he can't sing. He can't he voice 15 characters. Yeah, it's too bad. In the exact same voice. It's too bad. Confusingly. I, well, <laughs> maybe can, that's Where it. you can hear the ice in his scotch glass clinking at the <laughs> clinking beginning around. of certain tapes. Who gives a shit, man? I, that, that, that was the mic drop. I want to remake this movie with literal Bing Crosby just play, in live action playing all the characters in like different wigs. And he just has a, a glass full of whiskey in every scene. So that's why, we, that's why it hasn't been done. Because oh, that's the only way to do shit. it. As a society, we probably have enough tape of him talking that we can feed it into one of those voice synthesizers and let's, just recreate Bing Crosby. Let's make it a hologram. Yeah. This is patented. This is going to be an A to Z horror piece. Don't yeah. touch it. Okay, so Rob Zombie is going to direct Bing Crosby as a hologram with a voice synthesizer. Yep. Okay. Fine. Perfect. We he was a hologram in that uh, David Bowie music video, Little Drummer Boy. Scotch glass. I would say... <laughs> 
Uh, You're clicking around ice in a plastic glass that used to have a Bloody Mary in it. Whatever, man. Ice <laughs> makes for great back radio. On track, I am the back on track. We're at the end. Who gave this a lower score than what I gave Boomstroker's Dracula? That no. is, I would watch this. I would watch this forty times before I watched Dracula again. <laughs> the I'd only, watch it like I mean, three the times. length is a problem because wasn't Boomstroker's also long? Like, uh, like Way it was like two and a half long. hours though. It was a yeah. long one. Uh, that's the only issue I have here, but honestly, I would rather watch Dracula over this movie. <laughs> I'm not even, it's not even close for me. So let's talk okay. about something. Jack and I gave it the same score. Mark, you gave it a lower score. Mark, how about you go first? Why should you not watch this with your buddies and not drink beers? There are better October movies. There are better horror movies. You could watch the, you can watch the cartoon version, which is infinitely better for free on YouTube. Or maybe Daily Motion or Vimeo or one of those. Uh, I don't understand where you would have to be as a headspace to put this on at a party. There is there is no situation where I would be happy that this was on. This is a mood killer. <laughs> that is okay. My that's the end of Mark's Concludes. statement. Jack, should we jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. Yeah. I mean, number one, the the Tim Burton visuals here are fantastic and they're like pervasive. Yeah. And so regardless of what else is happening, you can look up and see some cool shit like that and be a little bit intrigued for a while. Yeah. Now, granted, once they start talking, you're probably going to tune back out, but that's fine for a party movie. Yeah. I, okay. And I have. Like I like a, that. I like that the arguments always boil down to you can have this on because you're not actually watching this. Okay. Well, I have something. Mark, slightly it's a perfect system. I have something slightly different to say, and this is I shit you not. Real life happened, and this is what happened. Uh, I was explaining. Well said. Yeah, thank you. I was explaining to a lovely girlfriend that I had to watch this particular movie this week, and okay. she was going off to like I don't know something yoga or some bullshit, right? And she was like, "Don't watch it tonight. I want to watch it with you." I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You hate horror movies." She's like, "No, I I want to watch that one." She like Sweeney Todd or some bullshit, right? So I'm like, "This is a weird choice, but fine, I'll wait." <laughs> and then she invites another friend that she talked about this to, like at yoga or whatever bullshit she was at. They come back and we watch it as a group, and it was actually pretty fun as well, a group. So shit. I did that. That there happened, and it was way better than it would have been watching it by yourself. Because watching it by yourself is pretty dreadful. That's why I hadn't watched it in like ten. I years. watched it alone in a dark room with headphones on. I wanted to. F- I'm living fucking proof of this argument this week. Boom. So this is not fair because I feel like no matter what, perfect system, Mark. It's a perfect system. If you watch a movie in a group, it's gonna be more fun. You should always watch every movie in a group with your friends. No, no, no. We watched we watched uh, Hell House LLC two in a group, and I think that was much worse. Well, that's true because we were just constantly yelling and assaulting. Yeah. Well, I think there are also (laughs) movies. uh, Fun is an interesting word to use there, though, too, because there are certain movies that you don't. The recommended. The prescription for this movie is not to watch it with a group. We all know about this, right? Like, not all of these movies you want to watch in a group setting. You need to just hunker down and check it out. This is definitely not one of those. Right. So it has to be the other. Either it's okay in that setting it or it's have not. It does to be either. It's and not it, a binary. It actually was okay in that setting. Okay. You're kind of. It was kind of like, look, like make no mistake, we were making fun of the movie while we watched it. It's kind of a piece of shit. But... It You're wasn't not fun. Dangerously close to criticizing our rating system, and I won't stand for it. Eh. Mark, Jack, our our rating system is is perfect because it is so able to stand up against criticism. We invite criticism, because- absolutely, and can handle it really well. Now, Mark, Ernie, as I understand, is in your place. We shipped him to Salt Lake City. 
Because it's closer yeah, to Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. He printed it out. He says he says that I'm right and you shouldn't watch this. Okay, this we're is... getting rid of Ernie at Mark's house. Ernie at Mark's house is bad. <laughs> Ship him back to us. Uh, I, can't, I can't. That was a fun the... adventure. Mark, Mark, well, Mark's not even looking at a printout. Mark's just saying things now. Mark is just saying things. I'm not even convinced Ernie's in the room with you. I'm not either. I can't see him on the screen. So. No, he's right. He's right here. He's over to the side. Hey, Ernie, what's up? Hey, buddy. <laughs> okay. Fuck. We're on we're Mark doing non-Christopher was... Walken voices, and whenever Mark does impressions that aren't Christopher Walken, it They're feels bad. like it's time to end. They're bad. They're bad. We're leaving. I... We're leaving. Hi, buddy. This has, been ep- this has been episode 109 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook. That is Twitter. Those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As always, pick up that uh, podcasting app that I'm sure you're listening to this on right now on your mobile device, whatever you want to call it, cell phone. I don't give a shit. Get on in there. Give this a like. Give it a rating. Send it on over to somebody you know who likes horror or humor. Uh, believe it or not, that helps a whole hell of a ton. We're humorists, I think. Humorists. Music has been coming at you from Super Bear as normal. Check out their stuff. That link's going to be down there in the description below as well. And next week, it's the end of October, guys. We are going to be offering up our last of the three October, Halloween-y, whatever you want to call it, picks. Yeah. And we're checking out a pretty big one, I would say. We haven't done two. it yet. Well, <laughs> It's a movie that you may have heard of, and it's called <laughs> The Exorcist. A little bit underground. Kind of underground indie shit. But that's going to be coming at you next week. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Hello. <laughs> the fucking end? The end? The end. The fucking end. You didn't end. even say goodbye. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say goodbye? Goodbye. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Ing. Yeah. yeah. Bird. Yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's going to buy me a mockingbird. Mockingbird. Okay, you got to stop. And if that <laughs> gotta, you have to. You must stop. Don't sing. Don't sing. She's going to buy me Jake. a down, boy. Jake, please. Okay.